0: We are disciples of Christ, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. As part of the one body of Christ, we welcome all to the Lord's table as Christ has welcomed us. Well, the year was 1968. It was the same year that we, the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, officially organized to become a denomination. And it was a year that was perhaps one of the most difficult in recent history for our country. In April of that year, Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. Later that June, Bobby Kennedy was killed. That summer was the summer of the race riots that broke out in major cities across America, tearing our cities apart along the color line. 1968 was the year of the Tet Offensive, In Vietnam, one of the bloodiest years in that war, a year that America could no longer deny the grave cost of the war. By the end of October, the fighting had ended, but over 900 American soldiers had been killed and an estimate of over 182,000 Vietnamese dead. 1968, a year that could make even the most hopeful give up hope. It was also the year that in the midst of such worldwide fragmentation, that one of the most happiest songs ever written was released. That year, Louis Armstrong, his album What a Wonderful World was released, which contained that hit song by the same name. Now Armstrong, or Satchmo, as he was called, was born in abject poverty in the deep south in the city of New Orleans. He was the grandson of slaves, a school dropout. His mother worked the night in New Orleans' infamous Storyville Red Light District. Louis was a man who had every reason to give up hope, and yet he didn't. Within him was a song, and when there wasn't a trumpet on his face, there was a smile And with that famous smile and a voice unlike anyone else's, Louis sang in 1968 of a wonderful world during one of the hardest times in our national life. He imagined, instead of rioting in the streets, friends shaking hands, a world where children's futures were full of potential, even better hopes for their lives than that of their parents, instead of living in a world torn apart by war. He imagined a world where everyone spoke to one another in the language of love. Now, I'm not Tim Diebel, so I don't sing to you. <laughs> but I'll let the iPhone do it. <laughs> hear this brief part of this song, if you can. Well, Wait, 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 I turned it down earlier. There we go. You can hear you know it without listening. You sing along. <laughs> How do you do? You kind of want to hold someone's hand, don't you? Sing it together. What a wonderful world. We could keep on, but we won't. What a wonderful world. It is now an American classic, but really didn't become such until the 80s. When it was released in 1968, it only made it to 116th on the US charts. It was too idealistic people said. It was even controversial as Louis imagined a whole world instead of a world that was broken apart by racial violence and fragmentation. Sometimes sometimes even hope can be controversial. And singing the song did not change the world, but it did it did imagine something new. It imagined a world that could be possible, a world that should be possible. In her book, Whole, the Reverend Sharon Watkins, our general minister and president, asked us to picture a globe, the, the kind of globe you may have at home that you've seen in the classroom, a model of the earth that's tilted on its axis so we can spin it. Clear, stark lines delineate nas- national borders, Different colors contrast neighboring countries so that each one stands distinct. You've seen this globe before. It is the earth. The earth as humans have drawn it. Now, she asks, picture earth as viewed in that iconic photograph taken outside of the earth's atmosphere. The picture has been named the Blue Marble. It was taken on December 7th, 1972, by the crew of the Apollo 17 spacecraft. And it's one of the most pervasive, most shared uh, photographs in all of human history. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. The blue so bright, the white clouds swirling around the earth like the swirls inside of a marble. In the picture, there are no lines demarking national borders, for those lines do not exist. And when we see the image, it's often been flipped. But when the astronauts took the picture from their angle, the South Pole was on top. The continent of Africa is the center of the picture underneath the clouds. And often we picture North America as the center. It's a world different, a world peaceful. It is the world as God created it, perfect, peaceful, and whole. The Hebrews had a word for whole, shalom. Often in our English Bibles, it's translated peace. And we often think of peace as the absence of conflict. But it is a word that has a much deeper meaning. It means whole. It's it's a word that, that grabs together all the pieces of the world and makes the world into what God intends it to be, whole, Right, in order, where everything is in place, where all creation, all people, all creatures, the entire environment flourishes without harm, without hindrance. It is the world as God created it. Now, Louis Armstrong was not the first to sing of a wonderful new world. Earlier, Doug read to us a much older song, the Song of Isaiah. And yet it is essentially the same song. In the text, as we read, Isaiah imagines God creating a world, a new world with with all the pain of this world gone and not remembered. A world where there is no weeping, where babies do not live but a few days, where humanity flourishes, not suffers in old age. A world where the ground is always fertile. Every home is safe, and every table with food to spare and share. A world where wolves and lambs sit at the table together as friends. What a wonderful world that would be. But my question is, is such a world merely the subject of wishful songs, of fairy tales, of dreams? Too often, it seems that the church really has nothing to offer our fragmented world, but this promise of a heavenly reward after all is burn up and gone. We've taught that the good news of God is that, well, hey, your life's in shambles, but hey, that's okay. One day you'll die and then it will all be over. Isn't that good news? Endure life. Endure the pain. Wait for death and then... Well, then you may have wholeness, but we need wholeness now. Our world needs shalom now. The prayer we prayed a moment ago, the prayer Jesus taught his disciples to pray, the prayer of the church is that God's kingdom come, God's will be done, not later, but now on earth as it is in heaven. Wholeness isn't something we get after we die. Wholeness is what we work for now. The world we create now, making the fragments of our life into the wholeness of God. This is the mission of the church. Where do you see fragmentation in our community? Where do you see lives torn apart by hate or poverty or greed or violence? Our call is to go to those places. Yeah, to sing the song, but to make the song a reality through our own hands. Next month, the Reverend Ann Gregory will leave Iowa and journey to Thailand, returning as a missionary to the home she grew up in. You may have met Ann around our region. She's ministered for several years at the Elkhart Christian Church. She's been a counselor at camp with the Adam Camp and other Uh, endeavors. Last summer, while attending General Assembly, she received a call out of the blue to go to Thailand through a conversation with a minister from there who knew of her background and told her that she was the person they had been waiting for. Our denomination in partnership with other churches are on the ground in Thailand working to end sex trafficking in that country. And Ann's job will be to pastor and support those frontline workers, giving them the tools they need to endure this fight. The Des Moines Register did a story about her journey recently. In it, she said that she will be helping folks in the slavery of sex trade. And since many of them end up HIV positive, we will help them medically too, not just rescuing them. We have to help them find a skill to support themselves once they leave the sex trade. Anne is not just dreaming about a wonderful whole world. You can see it in her face, as I have. She's, she's going to make it happen. She's going to make the world, this world, a reality. And our call as a church is not simply to sing and preach about this new world, calming our pain as we wait for heaven. Our call is to make it happen now, to join Isaiah in creating a new heaven and a new earth. Here in Norwalk, through our hands, we can build a new world. As we collect over $1,200 for warm coats for children, we build a new world. As our youth travel to Minneapolis to serve the poor, we build a new world as we build cabins that will shelter young people around our region as they encounter God and learn community at the Christian Conference Center, we build a new world. As we share life together, as we forgive one another, as we bear each other's burdens and rejoice with one another, we build a new world. And as we create... In this place, a beloved community where all are welcome and all means all, we build this new world. Now someone in town told me a few months ago that what the people of Norwalk need, what they really need, is to know there is a hell. And hell is real and you're going there unless you don't get your life right. And I could not disagree with a statement any more than I disagree with that one. Because I think everybody knows there's hell. And they've experienced it in their lives, and the fragmentation of their world. What they need to know is that something different is possible, that a whole world could Happen That God is alive in the world, not throwing lives into some made up torment, but putting lives already in torment back together again through the hands and feet of God's people. The world needs to know wholeness. The world needs disciples of Christ like us, a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world. That is our mission. That is our call. As we approach the table today, bringing our broken pieces, we are made whole again, joining with Christ who makes us whole. Our song for communion is number 60, Yesu, Yesu. It's a new song, but it's an easy song. And it's a good song, too. A so- sorry, 600. I don't know what I said. Number 600. Let us sing.